Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So, um, get off the subject. <laughs> James, <laughs> James, you flew down. Did you fly from Wisconsin did. or did you drive? You flew. Your arms must be really tired. How long does it take to fly tired. from Wisconsin? Probably about five hours. Five hours? I think. How That's, was your flight? Good? Yeah, it was great. I, for the first time, so I was on retreat a few weeks ago and I made a pact with myself that I was never going to travel alone ever again. So this was the first flight that Jesus was with me very intentionally the entire time. <laughs> He's a great traveling companion. <laughs> so nice. couldn't talk anybody else into coming, but he <laughs> will always. He's always willing. <laughs> In what ways were you intentional? I'm curious. Uh, you know, it's like, so I travel quite a bit. It's like very easy to like, plug in and turn on the 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 camera right or, or not the camera on the the uh the video screen and just watch a movie or whatever but instead i'm like you know what and like even even when i am trying to not watch it's like my neighbors are all watching there's <laughs> right. like screens everywhere I'm like, oh, what are they watching? Oh, I wonder what the dialogue is. I wonder what they're talking about. You know, like just kind of getting sucked into entertainment world. But instead, it's like, you know what? This, like, I could take this four or five hours and turn it into like a mini retreat as I'm traveling and just be with be with the Lord. You know, like do the reading, do my instead of my normal, you know, forty five minutes to an hour. Now I've got five hours to like just be with the Lord. And if somebody wants to talk, you know, and I sat down, I'm like, Lord. Put somebody, if you want, put somebody in need next to me so that I can be your instrument during this flight. And if they just plug in and go, okay, that's what you thats what you had in store. First person sat down, fell asleep right away. When she woke up, she put her headphones on immediately. <laughs> Second flight, sitting by myself. Well, not really. Jesus was in the seat next to me. And we were just having a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just kind of nice. a different yeah. attitude about travel. And uh, I don't want to be alone. Don't want to be alone. You know, it's like we don't want to be alone. We're just like, you know, there's sort of this um, fear of, you know, like I I have FOMO. I'm like one of those people who struggles with FOMO. I don't know if you get. Oh, I'm yeah. I just heard this great term called JOMO. Which is the joy of missing out. The joy. Okay. So rather than like the fear, it's like, oh, thank God I'm missing out on something. Like, you know what? As I get older and have more kids, I really relate to that one more. <laughs> People are like, hey, we're going out to do this fun thing. I'm like, I got kids. Thank God I'm staying here. <laughs> I got enough fun right here. <laughs> I, I'm just now starting to realize what FOMO means. Um, I, I didn't what? know. I had no idea what you were talking about. Fear of missing out. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I used to work at a Newman Center, and they would say FOMO. And I, I remember the first time I'm like, I couldn't remember what they said, and I actually reversed some of the letters. And I said, what is mofo? (laughs) That's very different. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're so old. (laughs) Decided to go work for the evangelical Catholic. Uh, It's impossible. So much of it. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Vici Mindem Show. Around the table today, we I'm Austin, and we have Tina. She's sharing a mic with me, so uh, if our voices go in and out, you know why. Um, we also have Ken White, Youth and Young Adult Minister, 
and we are very excited to be welcoming James Carano. Flew in from Wisconsin just for this podcast. That's not true. Amen. <laughs> James, you don't know. This might be the reason why hey, God it might wanted be. me to come. That's true. <laughs> and James is with the Evangelical Catholic, and our church has been uh, working with the Evangelical Catholic um, uh, to try and help us be more evangelical in the things that we do. And yes, we are Catholic. Yes. That's what everybody says. Are you guys actually Catholic? Yes. <laughs> yeah, evangelical so. <laughs> not a term you often hear with Catholicism, right? That's right. People wonder about our name. Yeah. <laughs> evangelical. In fact, when the EC was being formed, it was a big debate amongst the founder and a bunch of the first board members. Like, can't we call it the evangelizing Catholic or Catholics who evangelize? And the founder was like, no. We are the evangelical Catholic. You just started um, recounting all these early church documents that talked about the evangelical person. And, uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So that, that's where the name came from. And there was a big battle internally about the name before it was like, okay, you're right. The, all these church fathers have always been talking about us being evangelical in our nature. Nice. Oh, that's great. So one of the big charisms, obviously, is evangelizing. So you're evangelical, but one of the big charisms that you do is you help parishes evangelize and reach the margins, right? So we we hope, yeah, hope so. That's that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so that question that comes to mind is, um, yeah, I've so I've read um, some books like by Matthew Kelly about dynamic Catholic, uh, different things like that, that where they say that people who are really invested in their faith, one of the areas where they feel weakest. Um, is in evangelizing. Um, so a question I have for you is, uh, what are some important tips, or what, what would you say are the most important things a Catholic should keep in mind or know or understand uh, in order to be a good evangelizer of the faith? So evangelization, if you don't know what it means, it means, so evangel comes with, is good news, and then ization is the act of doing something. So Good newsization is what evangelization is, right? So you have to actually know what you need to know. It's not. It's good news. It's not bad news, right? So, like, first you have to get in touch with good news. What is the good news in your life? What has Jesus done, right? Like, what? It, what? So, for me, recently, I just coming off retreat. I I didn't realize this, but I was just trapped in prisons of fear constantly. And now that I that he's rescued me from these prisons of fear, I'm like, wow, your good news is even gooder. Not that that's really a yeah. word, but, you know, it's so much better. Much gooder, really. <laughs> Such a grammar nut. <laughs> so, yeah, so gooder is, <laughs> uh, you know, the good news needs to get better and better. And... <laughs> So, but for me to just be like, oh my gosh, Lord, thank you for rescuing me. Thank you for living for me and dying for me and just getting me out of that prison of fear. Now, I, th- th- that's more good news that I have to share. And but, I think yeah. that when people have that experience, you naturally want others to feel that same joy. And yes. so you naturally want to uh, go out and spread that. The, the fact that, yeah. you know, I was in fear and I no longer am. And uh, I think that's just a natural thing that we, we do. So yeah. evangelization should be a little bit more natural 
uh, to the human person, and yet it, at times it doesn't seem like it is when it involves uh, faith and Christ and the Lord and a relationship yes. with Him. Yes, and He, I mean, Jesus wants to rescue, free us from our day-to-day prison. So, I mean, where did I first notice this? So, I my background originally was music. And I did music for about 10 or so years in the church. And after every, almost every single Mass, I would have this like weight of judgment and condemnation around the music that I just did. Even though everybody's come up, James, that was great. Oh, that was wonderful. And in my head, I'm, I'm like, oh, you, you don't know music that well, so you don't really know how to judge this. Or, right, right. <laughs> but then I do music in like the, the last couple of weeks for Triduum at my parish. And I'm like, whoa, where did that? It's gone. Hmm. This is good news. That's how he works. Like the, or the evil one works in a way where he is trying to like trap us in stuff that diminishes us. Right. And G- the good news of Jesus Christ is, hey, I want to get you out of that. I don't want you to be diminished. In fact, I want you to be fully yourself more and more and that's you know like you know because when people might ask okay well what do you mean like what what is that good news how how are you free from fear well that's what it looks like in a moment like that i'm not afraid anymore right you know and i i don't have that weight of oh this might not be good enough mm-hmm. well and i love that you say that uh you started off by saying jesus saved you from the fear and I think that that's, that's an important point to realize when thinking about what is the good news is to recognize that we do need to be saved and not just, not just in a global sense of like Jesus came and died in general at large for our sins, but even in the little ways of things like, man, I can't – every time I'm with my uh, – with, with this ex-family member – you know, it gets really hard, and I just can't figure out how to make it better. You know what? Maybe, maybe we need to be saved from that. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. we need to look to a Savior to save us and stop trying to do it ourselves. Um, if somebody saves your life, you immediately feel indebted to them mm. and grateful, and you want to tell other people about what they've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus wants to save and redeem all the little parts of your yeah. life. Yeah, and then, yeah, like with, the, with family members... Uh, now I have a, my wife is very sweet. She is she is very patient. She's very kind, but I I reckon and like she isn't even coming after me really. But any question I thought was like coming from some place of judgment, and now that he has saved me from all of this and freed me from this, it's like oh that was just a curious question, you know? And, right. and then if you extend that. To the next layer, your your parents or your brothers and sisters, on and on, and stop putting that kind of weight on it. Like I have to produce here, I have to be the the perfect brother, I have to be the perfect son. I I better be careful about how I say this. Not that we shouldn't, you know, be sensitive about how we talk to one another, but like there's a, uh, I think the Lord wants to free us from feeling this constant. Weight of judgment, <laughs> so, or for me, I, I don't, and I, I would say for others too. But mm-hmm. that just notice. So noticing for evangelization, get in touch with your good news, right. and that is my, you know, the, my most recent good news is mm-hmm. that freedom that he's bringing. What's a practical way if if I'm sitting here listening and saying that's nice to hear you say get in touch with the good news? How where do you start to get in touch? How, how do you 
if if you're going through life and you're like things are pretty good, I don't you know I don't I don't know what he's talking about. Good news, I feel fine. What's a what? <laughs> you know, I mean, there are people. Ken and I have talked about different people we've encountered that it's yeah. like you know the Lord will make your life better, and it's like oh, my life's all right. I'm content. You know, how do you how do you find how would you encourage someone to find the good news? And just to add to that, I think that sometimes um, even just people are afraid that um, that they might not find good news. You know Ooh, that they that. you know that if I if I don't try to seek uh, anything yeah. new or good. Uh, then I don't have to be disappointed yeah. in the outcome, you know? And so right. it's be- easier for me to just say, you know what? I'm good. Status quo. That's right. <laughs> it's dangerous. <laughs> it's a danger zone. What if he doesn't have good news for me? Yes. Yeah. 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 So God has made a lot of promises in his word to us. I mean, I'm just goes looking through the Gospels, and you just find promise after promise uh, of him being with us. You know, uh, uh, I just recently was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Um, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. I mean, that's a promise. What does it mean, though? Well, you have to come to me with your labor and your burden. And I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. That's that's a promise that God is offering, and not that we need to like, um, you know, we shouldn't be prideful about it. You know, God humbles the proud, but we should be, uh, or what does He do? I think He crushes the proud. What's the scripture passage? I can't remember. But He he, gets, he, he does something to the prideful. Yes, he, and, and with the humble He gives wisdom. Basically, don't be prideful. I think is <laughs> yeah, doesn't there, end well. Yeah, that's like the, the new lingo <laughs> version, right? Well, that's the, my interpretation. He squashes yeah, the pride. Squashes. That's what he does to me anyway when I get prideful. It's a real squashing. But, you know, so what, hey, you promised this, Jesus. You should, yeah. you know, no. But, okay, well, Lord, you said this. I'm, I I believe when you say something, it matters. And so I want I want to help, show me this promise in my life. How are you working this promise in my life right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, it's in a way, it's instead of challenging God, but instead... Show me this. Help me to understand this. How do you want to do this in my life right now? That, so that's like one way you could do it. Take promises that you find in the scriptures. And um, if you want, you can email me at jacarano at gmail.com, and I will send you a list of promises that he has made in the scriptures. J-A-C-A-R-R-A-N-O at gmail. And I will send you a list of promises because there are tons of them. And I've got a little handout that has maybe 30 or 40. We'll put his email address in the okay. notes. So, Boom. There you go, folks. <laughs> you don't have to pause and rewind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I just, I like that you make that reminder because I think sometimes maybe we, at least I find that I can have how I see God or how I see Jesus and that kind of takes over who Jesus really is. You know, um, Pope Emeritus Benedict Sixteenth said that when we see Jesus, we see like the face of the Father, mm. like He is the message, right? Of of God the Father, um, made flesh for us, like you know the Word made flesh, and that means that what Jesus did is who God is, mm. right? And the promises that He makes, and all the things He spends His time doing, healing, 
teaching, mm. encouraging, right? Forgiving all mm. of these things that that is who God is, not what I've made him to be, mm-hmm. but like who we see Jesus to be in scripture, mm-hmm. right? And and so I, I really like that you kind of remind, like he's promised, he is good. There is not bad news with Jesus Christ. Right. There might be challenging news, you might have to change some things, <laughs> but it's likely. going to be good news, right? <laughs> it's going to be a good change, ultimately. Yes. Well, and what yes. I find, too, even about that change that you're talking about is that a lot of times, if he is revealing that to you, a lot of times the grace comes with it. You know, so like the, the change that he says, hey, maybe we should consider making this change in our life, that he doesn't just leave you high and dry and say, go figure it out. Like, there's, yeah. a, there's a grace that comes it says, I'm going to, I love the Matthew uh, 11 verse, like, come to me, all you, lay your burdens on me, essentially, right? Yes, uh, yes. And, uh, and that, that burden he wants to carry with us, you know, yes. um, or for us, mm-hmm. too, that it's, yeah, it's a change, it could be hard, but, um, but you don't have to have fear, because he's going to help you carry it. Yes. Um, yep. right. Well, and in that verse, you see later, take my yoke upon mm-hmm. you and learn from me, mm-hmm. for I am gentle and humble of heart. Then you will find rest for yourselves. So, like, at first he's giving you rest, but then he's going to teach you, right? The promise isn't just, hey, I'm going to make your life easy. No, that's not a, that's actually not a very, that's not a promise I actually want. I don't want a quote unquote easy life. I want, a, I want his, his rest. I want his gentleness, his humility. But not only is he going to first give me rest, but then he's going to teach me how to find rest for myself. Wow, that's awesome. That he doesn't, you know, like that. He, not only well, okay, you're you're so bad off right now. <laughs> you need my rest, but now I'm going to teach you a way so that you don't need to get to that place of desperation. Yeah. And what good news is that I don't have to get to desperation to need Jesus. That I I can mm-hmm. be with him and find him all the time, mm-hmm. and he can walk with me all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so the the promises often aren't just like, hey, here's a here's a lollipop. No, actually, <laughs> the eternal lollipop. Here, here's, a, <laughs> here's a lollipop, and now I'm going to teach you how to make lollipops. Mm. I don't know, weird, but <laughs> so when we've encountered that uh, that that good news, you know, we've we've found it, we experience it, it's wonderful. Then there's a next part, and I think this is where it's easy as a Catholic, even a Christian, to get kind of caught up and to say, "Well, I, I don't. How do I? How do I actually share this with yeah. people?" Right. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think that that's something that that's easy to struggle with. It can be scary. You can look at these people who are wonderful evangelists and say, "I can never do it like that." You know, right. I'm too scared. So, right. what words of advice would you give to people in uh, in sharing that good news? If you're afraid. You're in good company. I mean, just look at the apostles. Even after Jesus um, ascended, they go back to the room that they were cowering in fear that we just had the gospel of, you know, that where they are locked in the room. Jesus comes in, peace be with you. They are freaked out. He shows them the wounds. They rejoice. And then he reminds them what he said. They couldn't receive the first thing he said, which you may have forgotten, was peace be with you. He says it again. Right? He just like, they need to hear it twice. They didn't hear it the first time. They are freaked out. Right? Here, they come to the upper room right before Pentecost. And then what actually helps them to overcome it? The Holy Spirit. You know, they are, Jesus tells them, wait, be clothed with the Holy Spirit. Right? And that, 
that he is going to give you the words to say. You don't need to go prepare your statements, right? But instead, uh, I'm going to give you what needs to be said in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then what does Peter do who you know denied him three times now? I mean, we all, you know, we've heard this countless times, and it was our first reading this weekend. He says the most incredible, the most Holy Spirit filled, incredible sermon ever. Why? Because he's filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it, that filling, does that mean he's not going to be ever afraid again? No, mm-hmm. probably not. Mm-hmm. But now he's allowing for the Holy Spirit to speak. Um, with him and to help him to overcome his fear. Right. And I think that when some people hear the word evangelize or when they think of themselves going out, maybe they've had experiences of uh, people standing up and pontificating about, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. And this is kind of a turnoff. But what we're talking about here is, is, Within the context of relationship, isn't mm-hmm. it? This is a very uh, uh, relational sort of evangelizing, um, uh, and uh, in the context of relationship, yes. so this makes it um, probably, I think, easier to do. Um, yes, uh, yes. Speak, speak a little harder. bit about that. In or it could be harder. In some ways, harder. it can be harder. Yeah. Um, but this isn't anything where um, you have to stand up before a large crowd of people and um, now speak to the person. Of Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah. Well, and if you think about it, in some ways, it's kind of easier to stand up and just talk, and you have you, there's not a relational response, right? right. So, mm-hmm. if you were to go to your neighbor and you know, hey, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. You know, there's that hilarious Jim Gaffigan sk- skit. <laughs> I'd rather you not. You know, like, <laughs> 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 this, so uh, true. I love Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> it's like, well, but instead, like, now, not, I mean, we, you know, the St. Francis has that, you know, preached the gospel at all times. I don't know that he actually said this, but a very interesting statement, you know, when necessary, use words. Now, that, from my reading of St. Francis, I, that, that statement doesn't seem to jive with his life. He was like, Thank you for saying that. That line is a big pet peeve of mine. Okay. I, it, sh- it kind of shocks me that that statement would be attributed uh, to St. Francis. Uh, yeah, you know? and, uh, oh. but like, But there is something to it that, that is good. Um, you know, maybe not only use words, but also use words and like just like that you're the witness of your life would right. be accompanied mm-hmm. by words. Like I would right. hope that my neighbors would. Now I would say, you know, I have seven children, uh, and so I would say my children actually do most of the evangelizing because they're out there, um, hopefully, <laughs> being good neighbors. And well, I these the neighbors on my right side, uh, AJ, Nate, and Olivia, the three of them. So Nate and Olivia are married, and then Nate's brother, AJ, lives with them as well. Anytime they step out of their house, if my kids are outside, they flock to <laughs> our neighbors. And they they at least pretend to love it. <laughs> my kids do the same thing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and now, am I hoping that the witness of my kids' joy and excitement to see them is kind of softening and opening them up Mm -hmm. to future more intentional conversations Mm -hmm. yes i do do we pray for nate aj and olivia yes we do Mm -hmm. um not 
I mean, do we want them to know Jesus more? Yeah, of course. We want everybody to know Jesus more because I truly believe that the good news that he has for everyone, including me, including all of you, is to enrich your life. I would hope that everyone listening to this would come to know Jesus more and more. And don't you think that um, people in general, wouldn't it be, be, be nice to see um, that image of Christ played out, the, 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 the Christ who goes mm. and finds the lost one, uh, yes. goes to find the lost sheep, for them to actually see that lived out in society, yes. you know, where, where we care enough, where we believe enough in Jesus yes. that, this, that, that he wants them uh, also uh, that we would go out and seek them as tenaciously as yes. Jesus Christ himself would. Yes. I and mean, I think that yeah, works a long yeah, way in, in society. Uh, I'm not saying that this is easy by any stretch of the imagination or right. that we're uh, maybe even uh, capable in and of ourselves of, of that sort of seeking out of the other. But just something, I think, uh, very profound uh, yeah. in uh, in in that kind of um, dedication or that kind of drive to seek out the lost. Yes, and, uh, and not to make people projects, right. but like that you really are sincerely, right. that you sincerely care. Mm-hmm. Um, I, re- I really, now, thankfully, it's very easy to like AJ, Nate, and Olivia. They are very likable people. But, you, you know, like when somebody isn't likable, whose fault is it? Well, it might be on them, but it's probably more on me. Right. I've got the problem. Right, right. right. Like, I'm the one who needs to change, right. not them, right? Like, that's it's kind of silly, like, oh, I don't like them. Well, okay, what's your problem? <laughs> you know, like, why don't you like them? Not, right. It's not their issue. Maybe it's your issue. That, and that's like one of the first steps is recognizing, okay, God loves this person as much as they love me, despite what they do. Right, whether they're dealing drugs, whatever, whatever they're doing, I mean, whatever it is that they're doing, God loves that person as much as they. God loves you. So, wow. Okay. The, the family image keeps coming to mind as you're talking. That as a dad, when you look at your kids, it's it makes me so happy to see my sons and daughter playing with each other mm. and engaging mm. with each other. Yes. You know, when one of them is like, ah, you're annoying me, get away from me, my heart hurts for both of them. Yes. Like the one yes. who said, get away from me, I'm like, no, he's great. Come on, just be yeah. with them, you know? Yeah. And then the one who, who received that is like, oh, no, I love you. It's okay. Come to me, yeah. you know? And I think, I think using that same image that this is what our – our Lord does when he looks at us and how we interact with each other is, this is my son, you know, this is my yeah. daughter. Can't you, can't you guys spend some time together? Just yeah. be with each other. Yeah. Well, and, and what if you, um, instead of trying to reconcile them to one another, um, did nothing or almost encouraged, yeah, you're right. So-and-so is annoying. Mm, you know, yeah. all of a sudden you're driving wedges right. between people all the more and more. And well, maybe this is why yes. it is so hard for us to reach out to one another. Is we we just constantly drive wedges between people. Right. You know, and so um, now I I think that it's almost ridiculous to think of you. I, you may not even be able to imagine as doing that with your kids. Oh yeah, I you know like if I said yeah Isaac. 
uh, Elizabeth is annoying. You know, like, that would not be very good. No. Fathering. And it would not be good for Isaac or Elizabeth, because now all of a sudden Isaac is going to feel justified in his judgment of her as being annoying. But boy, I have adult children, and do they want me to agree? (laughs) 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 That the other is annoying. Come on, Mom. (laughs) I know you see this. Um, so yes, sin is annoying, and so is yours. <laughs> That's a great response. I like that. I'm going to hold on to that one. So we you didn't fly all this way for nothing. <laughs> that was good. So we have a, a few minutes left, um, but I, one thing that was coming to mind too when we look at how do we evangelize is also the idea that grace builds upon nature. I was talking with uh, Krista, and I think Christy. Um, in the office about this the other day that we all have our own styles and you can see this uh, mm. in the lives of the saints yes. you know um, that my my patron Padre Pio was the type who someone would come up and say bless me father for I have sinned and he'd slam down the door and say you're not sorry get out of here you know <laughs> that was a style wow. but it converted yeah. Yeah. thousands of people because right. it made them come to their senses yes. and then you have the very gentle styles of like Therese of Lisieux mm-hmm. that are kind and patient you know they're mm-hmm. they're direct when they when they speak, yeah. but it's always wrapped in just this very loving embrace. You felt like you were embraced. Yes. Uh, at least that's when I read mm-hmm. about her. That's the sense I get. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that one of the temptations in evangelizing is to look at somebody else and say, "I have to be right. like that in order to evangelize." Right. Very true. Um, yep. So what can would you have anything to say about the importance of just mm-hmm. being yourself when evangelizing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our our identity is, as sons and daughters, is first and foremost essential. So Jesus has to help you to realize yourself more and more. And as you do, so mm-hmm. I, I, this is just, a, just such good news for me about fear in my life, that God would just m- remove a cloud of fear over my life. Right, I I recognize more of who I am by him removing that cloud of fear. The the son I am, the just the man I am meant to be, because he has done this. He wants to do this for everybody. He, he like to remove the things that cloud us from seeing the goodness that he has. First and foremost, about ourselves, the love that he has for us, and the length he was willing to go to on the cross for us, and and so. Jesus wants you to recognize who you are first. Now, when you admire things of other people, that usually, I think, actually is touches on something in yourself that you like. When you see somebody else do something that like seems, oh, I could never do that. Well, yeah, you're not supposed to, right? <laughs> That's probably the Lord also trying to help you to understand yourself mm-hmm. because you're not supposed to be that way. But mm-hmm. when you admire somebody's way... I, I I think that's because there's something in it that resonates with your own spirit, with your own person, that God wants to help you to realize. So, uh, let but and maybe the question is, Jesus, help me to see myself as as you created me to be, and help me to be like remove those clouds that keep me from being your son or daughter, the way you designed me to be, and then. Evangeliz- evangelization, quote unquote, is gonna happen 
when you are more and more wrapped up in his love and just taken by the love he has for you. I mean, it might sound, to some people who don't struggle with fear, what Jesus did for me is going to be like, oh, well, okay, big deal. What's, what is fear? But for me, it is incredible that he would do this for me. I, am, I, I just can't even tell you how different I feel that he has rescued me from a prison of fear. Mm. I just feel like such a different person. I, I think doing a podcast like this, kind of on the fly, would have made me super nervous. Oh, no, I might say something that would be not with the teachings of the church or blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, man, i got to represent the evangelical Catholic. Just sort of getting wrapped up in just afraid of whatever I say is going to be taken in the wrong way. I don't care. If you take it the wrong way, that's on you. Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm so grateful to be free from that prison. Hmm. And what is a prison that the evil one has trapped you in? And maybe you don't know, and just the prayer would be Jesus. Where am I not who you want me to be? Where am I held down? Where am I pinned down? Where am I chained? Where am I caught where I can't be who you created me to be? Hmm. And Lord, would you show it to me? And even more than that, would you lift that off of me? Hmm. And you know that when that happens, then evangelization is easy. Sharing this good news is I mean, it's easy in the fact that it just overflows because it is so good. Hmm. You just want to share. So let him show you the good news or let him give you more good news. Hmm. He just gave me a huge pile of more good news that he's been trying for years to give me. And so I just want everybody to know (laughs) about the good news that he has that he gave me. And what does oh good for you James yeah it is good for me James but it's also what is the good news he has good news for you and it might not be the prison of fear that I was in it's the prison of whatever that you were in mm. and like that's so I would say um, that is, the way is to ask show me Lord not in this like you need to show me but like would you please yeah I want to know and. Just keep asking. Be that persistent widow who keeps coming to the to the judge, to the king, and asking for his or her cause, and he, he will answer because he's faithful and he's good and he's generous. Amen. Yeah, and like you said earlier, with his promises, he continually promises. Yes, right. And he will yes. fulfill those promises. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. James, this is awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing and giving your witness. Uh, like this, I, I love one of the verses that uh, that Jesus asks us to go out and be His witnesses, and a witness mm-hmm. is simply somebody who who shares what happened, you know, and uh, and so to be able to hear your witness and to share what happened to you and that good newsization uh, is is awesome, and that's one of the things we love about this podcast is the ability amen. to witness. Yeah, um, amen. So can, can I? Um, I just feel like the Holy Spirit would like. Uh, a prayer for the people who are please listening. Please do, yeah. Can I, yeah, do you mind if please, I close James, this in yeah. the prayer? And if okay. you just want to end saying Our Lady Mount Carmel, pray for us, that'd be perfect. Okay, Great. will do. So just want you to bow your heads, and we always begin every prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And um, just want you to not just listen to this prayer, but in your heart allow for the prayer to resonate. Put it into your own words. Rewind these uh, 30 seconds and listen again. And allow the Lord to speak this prayer in your 
into your heart for you. And I ask, um, first, Jesus, I praise you. I praise you for what you have done for us, um, the love that you have poured out for us, the life that you lived and died for us. Uh, I'm so grateful for what you have done. We are so grateful. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come now and that you would reveal um, these places where you want to show good news to your children. Yes, Lord, right now, Lord, just um, bring um, clarity of revelation. And I just pray that you would bring a healing balm around each person that is listening now, Lord. That you would bring healing, that you would, you would show each one of your children how to surrender um, the, you know, the way they've been attached to in that prison or those chains that they would allow for you to lift them off, that they would, um, we just ask, Lord, that you would remove those. And in your name, Lord, we, in the name Lord Jesus, we um, just renounce all of those. And we ask that you would fill us, Lord, with your blessing, that you would fill us with your spirit. Um, whatever the prison is, that you would fill us with a good gift, Lord, a, a new fruit of lo- love or joy or peace or patience, or goodness, or kindness, or gentleness, or faithfulness, or self-control, or all of them. (laughs) And so much more of your gifts, Lord, that you would fill us with your gifts. And uh, we lift all this up to you, Father, (coughs) in the name of your Son, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit. We say, Our Lady of Mount Carmel, pray pray for for us. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vici Mundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you soon.